Hello and welcome to the Dinosaur Man Nerdcast. I'm Andy Hughes, I'm here with Alex Hudson. And this week's episode is brought to you by the great taste of Booster Gold. <laughs> the new chocolate bar for tying with the movie. It's it's half a boost bar, half a whisper gold. Incorrect. Oh, okay. You'd have thought that would be it. <laughs> it's half a picnic and half a double decker. Imagine if you will, the finest nougat the money can buy. Okay, so I'm thinking double-decker. No one ever knows what nougat is, but they like it. It's in a double-decker. Okay, so layer of nougat. What's on the bottom of that? Normally wrapped in chocolate. Gold leaf. (laughs) Booster gold. It's also... Is it amber leaf, the tobacco? Yes, gold is gold amber leaf. Golden Virginia, which is also a tobacco. Mixed in with some amber leaf. Mixed in with amber leaf to create a real mm, tobacco-y smell. Then you get nougat, you, you get the fibre of the tobacco leaf. And most people don't chew tobacco anymore, but this gives you no option but to do that. If you want to taste that nougat, you got to go through the tobacco. And the boost comes from, well, I'll tell you now. Nicovush. Yeah. It's a little bit of a little kick from the nicotine. That's <laughs> a sweeten the deal, the old... It's the one snack you can get addicted to. Just to, you know, tickle your old pooch, if you will. That's not a saying. Tickle your pooch is a real saying. Real saying. Lots of people say it. Uh, yeah, so this is going to come out. Uh, Cadbury's are releasing it in conjunction, in it, conjunction with uh, the Booster Gold film out next year. Yeah. Yeah, starring uh, the guy who played Fat Turtle, then Thin Turtle in <laughs> uh, fucking Entourage. Entourage. We're going to call him Jerry Ferrara. I think I'm right with that. How you doing? Good. Good, good to see you. Spent a lot of energy on that booster gold imagination. Is, yeah. Thank you. Well done. Welcome to our episode of News and Reviews, where we talk news. Hey man, did you receive your loot crate this month? And reviews! <laughs> Imagine if I'd done the research and actually got all the famous loot players that I knew about. <laughs> I don't have any. I thought that was a one-time deal. Like a one... bumble match is about to expire, is all I know. Oh no. Oh, no. <laughs> She's not messaged you. No, I've not messaged her. Oh, did, you, poor uh, form. did you want to message her? Yeah, she's already messaged me. Oh, and what, expires after that? Yeah, I know. 24 hours, yeah. What, do you have to message each other every 24 hours? How it's, does Bumble work? This is, how, this is how this starts. How does Bumble work? We should really start getting paid by Bumble, because we've mentioned them twice now in Lovely. a couple of weeks. Yeah. Same, our theme tune isn't done by DNCE. So we're still busy, <laughs> is what we're trying to say. <laughs> But this week we've seen two things. Like that's the thing. Like we, this is probably right. So we've said this the last two weeks running. We are the, the busiest we've ever been. This week we're not that busy though. And this week, no, I think we are. No, because the thing is, we were busy last week because we thought we were moving last week. Now we think. Now we know we're moving this week. Yeah, so, so we should be as our chilled, busiest. We're chilled. I'm stressed. I'm chilled, man. I'm. I'm. You need to bite my toes off. You about to say a different dirty word. I knew because your mouth made the mouth made the shape of the thing that I thought you were going to say. That's right. Your mouth looked like a penis for a second there. Uh, okay, so did you know that we're doing news and reviews? Uh, yeah, it's an early news and reviews again, basically because we're busy. Maybe we'll just change it to different days every week. No, it's still, the it's, audience guessing. The thing is, it still comes out on the same day, but the news we do basically no, it ends came out on... on Saturday last week. Okay, surprised everyone, didn't we? We were like, "Here's an early one." To get you hooked, just like we, that booster goal. <laughs> we had to let everybody know about egg custards as fast as possible. Uh, why would it just be a boiled egg? Uh, you're still not cool with that, are you? No. Um, 
But yeah, so once again, the news kind of comes. From... Is it in the shape of an egg? By the way, no, no, it's in the. It's just like it's it's like a flat top. Yeah, and then it's just topped with wet custard or dry custard. Set custard. Yeah, yeah, Set yeah. Custard. It was once like no when you no when you cook up custard yeah. and then you leave it in the pan for like a day, a day and it's got the and skin. It's kind of it's it's it looks like um, a desert all the way through. You know what I like, really want right now. By all the way, way through. Yes, it looks yeah. like a ravine. Yes, that. Yeah, but they've somehow managed to get the cracks out. Okay, so what I want right now, uh, Angel Delight. Never really liked the Angel Delight. It's always too sweet. Like. Here's a question for you. We'll go on to news and reviews in a minute. But talking about um, egg custards, mm. what's a creme caramel? Oh, what isn't a creme caramel? Because it looks horrible. I tell, I tell you what it is. It's goddamn delicious. It looks like a wobbly All jellyfish. Right, so what it is, you, you know, the bottom is like caramel sauce, right? Mm-hmm. And then the top is creme. Okay? <laughs> it's creme. So what you do, you know how they serve them? In the continent, if you will. What, in the yogurt pot? That you tip onto a plate upside down real quick. And Granny helps you do it if you're you're having troubles. (laughs) As they do in all the fancy restaurants. Okay, so, uh, right. When when we moved back to the country um, in, like, 98, right? We lived with my grandparents. I, I thought you meant when we moved back to country. I'm like, we're here already. Uh, when, when, okay, fine. When I when my family moved back to this country in '98, right? We stayed. We stayed with my grandparents for a little while. while we got a house sorted. Every like, it feels like I, I definitely know that it wasn't every day, but I feel like every day I had a creme caramel because, like, my abiding memory of that house at that time was like. Sitting at the dinner table with everyone and having a creme caramel, right? And sometimes all three courses. And sometimes, right? Well, Puff Daddy did it with spaghetti, fettuccine, and veal. Also, where's the pudding? Veal is the pudding. What, like a veal fucking tart? So, so anyway, sat round as a sat round as a family, and I'm I'm sure I'm misremembering, yeah, because I often do. How do you eat a creme caramel? All in one, or do you? All right, here's the thing. Sometimes when you've I, had, I don't care if you don't care what a creme caramel is. I'm interested. You're about to find out. So when sometimes when you have creme caramel every day, yeah. as I used to, I think, but definitely didn't. I know. Um, <laughs> you would you'd find different ways of eating it. Yeah, because it's a waste of a plate. Or bowl. Not most a plate, people would not say, "Why don't you just eat it at the pot?" Well, exactly, and that's what you would end up doing. But not the, you, because you're well, no, household. no, because some day, no, because some days you would do it the French way and tip it upside down. A la carte. <laughs> yeah, if you will, a la carte indeed. And the thing is, what they used to do was just let you work it out yourself. I thought you were going to say garnish. <laughs> so did you... Did, like a little mint leaf on the top. Did you know how creme caramels used to be? No. Okay, so creme caramel used to, in this country at least, I don't know about on the continent, uh, or in America, or Luxembourg, if mm-hmm. you will. Shout out to Luxembourg, by the way. Oh, we got listeners there. Yeah. Um, oh, so anyway, what was I saying? Creme caramels. Okay, in the olden days... I feel we might have lost... Our Luxembourg listeners. Before we got involved in the EU, this is how they used to serve them. (laughs) Right? This is is why people voted Brexit. They want to make caramel back. This podcast has just turned right wing immediately. (laughs) Okay, so basically, it used to be the pot had a little divot in the bottom. Yeah. But it was just like a divot. And what you were supposed to do, right, was turn the thing over 
So you've got the the, the tub sitting uh-huh. upside down in a bowl. Small uh-huh. bowl will do. It's not a very big dessert. Um, and then you would have to find a skewer. And every family had to buy a skewer. Legally in this country, every family <laughs> had to buy a skewer for creme caramel purposes. So some people in sort of better countries might use them for kebabs or things like that. You know, they skewer yeah, yeah. the meat on them. They they might if if they're in a country where there is more than three hours of nice weather a year, you skewer the creme caramel and push it. Out. So you skewer you, you skewer the plastic bottom like and a then wing. so you've punctured it. Yeah. So that releases the creme and caramel mixture, and you lift the top off. You lift the pot off the top of it and like that, and then the creme gets coated in the caramel, right? However, they realised that people started losing their official creme caramel skewers. <laughs> like, after a few years, this just happened. So what they did was they put little foil bits on the bottom, yeah. covering where they'd already pre-punctured the old pot. Is this real? So you would tip it upside down, peel back a little foil thing, and there's a hole already in there. They've already gone and skewered it, which cut down tragically... The skewer industry in this country was destroyed by this invention. Many hundreds of people lost their jobs at the skewer factory. I've got a problem. They were used to they used to use Sheffield steel to make them, and that's the reason that <laughs> this country is the worst. My problem is I've never had a creme caramel. You would like it. So no, I, mm, I, you wouldn't. Do you like blancmange? I used to eat blancmange all the time. Then you're gonna absolutely go it's, for a it's fucking bland, creme it's caramel. bland jelly in it. <laughs> This is not bland, though. This is creme and caramel. I don't know how much you're lying to me right now. I'm literally telling you God's honest truth about how they used to serve creme caramel continental style. Should we talk some movie news? (laughs) I feel like we should do a food podcast. (laughs) But, like, retro food that people don't remember. So, we've already covered Billy Bear, (laughs) egg custards, and creme caramel. Next week, it is Onken fucking... You know, the Onkin yogurt. No, you fucking... Not one of those mainstream (laughs) things. Yeah, I was about to hit you, you fucking dingus. You remember... Jesus. Let's ignore... Let's ignore it for me. How long have we been going? I feel all we've talked about is... Twelve minutes. Twelve minutes. Okay, what I was going to say was, do you remember the Onkin yogurts where there's a toy in the middle? Oh, yes! And yogurt round the outside? Yes! I wrote into those people because I didn't get enough of a toy. The toy was missing one piece. I used to write into them. I wrote into them because uh, I, got, I, got, I got too much of a toy. I got that an was, Xbox One. That was also... <laughs> you were like, it's just covered in yoghurt. That's the problem. <laughs> yoghurt was in the dish. There's yoghurt in my fan. Uh, no, uh, basically, uh, that's another abiding memory of Granny and Ouija's house, was that it would be... We would write complaint letters to Onkin saying my toy was missing a bit. So they sent you a new toy? Yeah. Because I was privileged and fun to be around. Well, in my house, there were three kids and it was like, who can get to the bottom of the cereal as fast as possible because there's one toy and you're sharing it. Mate, there were three kids in our house as well. Yeah, but you all got your own young Onkin. Yeah, but we didn't get any toys in our cereal because we only ate muesli. <laughs> News! <laughs> Welcome! Welcome to News and Reviews. We're still busy, but we've seen two things, so that's good, isn't it? And also... Reviews, and there's been some news! Hey, man, guess what? Mm-hmm. You wouldn't believe it, would you? Where do you want to start? Bloody Vin Diesel, mate. Vincent Diesel. Vincent Diesel and DJ Caruso. Apparently real name, but that sounds like a wrestler or a porn star. Um, or the brother of DJ Qualls. <laughs> 
shout out to DJ Qualls for Again. the third time in three weeks, <laughs> uh, have bought the franchise rights to Triple X because Vin Diesel has more money than he knows what to do with. And the thing is, and he knows that he's out of Fast and the Furious soon. Nah, he'll keep going. He's the face. They've just said that he's he's the expendable member of the Fast and the Furious now. Really? They said we can't get rid of Tyrese. He is literally the best. <laughs> and uh, obviously, The Rock is now the star of that franchise. And Chris Ludacris Briggs is really important. Yes, because he brings what you would. Because he is what they call ludicrous. ludicrous. <laughs> <laughs> he brings a ludicrous amount of money to that franchise. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so tell me about DJ Caruso and Vin I don't Diesel. know who DJ Caruso is. He's presumably his producing partner. But but it seems crazy because Triple X3 didn't do well. No. And it is a ridiculous film. But make them for no money and you will make lots of money off of them, right? Because that was made with a budget. Hmm. But I'm thinking if you make it for five million and just like... What, you say Bloomhouse this shit? Yeah, Absolutely. Because the thing is, if you own the franchise rights, don't take a salary yourself. Mm. And presumably he was the one that cost them, you know, yeah, okay, Ice Cube and also his rock. And Neymar. And his grenade launcher and also world famous DJ, DJ Daniel Guetta or whatever his name is. Yeah, that's right, Daniel Guetta. (laughs) Uh, No, I didn't watch Triple X3, but that's because I I knew that I wasn't going to enjoy it. I feel you need, like the thing is, I was But the thing is, when you reviewed it, you said, oh, I'm going to make you watch this. And then you never made me watch it, which made me think it wasn't actually as fun as you said it was. Triple X3 is the best film to watch when you've got a load of friends around, you're drinking and you're not really paying attention. raise you the purge anarchy no because everyone needs to focus on that film. <laughs> no one needs to focus on that film because no one focused on it when they were making it so why should we as audience <laughs> members uh so yeah he's brought franchise rights and i think if you're gonna do it now make them for little money okay yeah. fine set yourself a 10 million dollar budget admittedly it means some of your stunts are going to be slightly less impressive. Like, you're going to do a bit of Starsky and Hutch stuff where you just drive through cardboard boxes that you just <laughs> aligned. But, like, also just get a worse football. So, like, instead of uh, Neymar, just have, like, I don't know, David Healy. <laughs> Sorry, just vamp a minute. I need to send a message. I'm vamping. Okay, so. Uh, that is a very important message. Do you want me to vamp? Yes, please. Oh, I want to suck your blood. That's me vampiring. Okay, so guys, Onken did these yogurts, and I don't know how to describe them other than, imagine a UFO, but the middle was a toy, and the outer rim was a yogurt. Well, 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 what a treat they were. I can't remember the name of them. They were called something. Yogs? No, that's stupid. Hey, guys, also remember Yop. Yop still exists. You're drinking a yogurt. That's weird, but I like it. They were like the precursor to Yakult, and... (laughs) You're going to have fun when you listen back to this episode and realise that I vamped about yoghurt for a minute. <laughs> I was doing a very important text. Okay. How important? Oh, I was getting us a fridge freezer, so... Okay, fair enough. <laughs> Shout out to fridge freezers everywhere. You guys rock. Um, right. Next bit of news. I don't care about it. The thing is, you do actually care, I, though, I, I, more than I do. I when you I watched... sent that through, I was like, yeah, I was going to send that this morning, but then I realised that I don't actually care about it enough. Is... I like Triple X, the original. Yeah. I remember seeing it at the Never saw number two, though, famously. No, I never saw number two. Even though it seems like exactly your kind of film. Well, because it's a sequel to a film I enjoyed. Mm. Um, And then Triple X3 is just ridiculously bad and stupid. So, number four, I'm like, yeah, do it. Why not? Go crazy. I've got a cinema card. I'll go watch it. Well, do you want to talk about unnecessary sequels? Oh, yeah. 
Stranger Things 3 is coming out next year. Oh, yeah, you don't want you didn't I, want a second one, did you? I didn't want a second one. I particularly don't want a third but, one. But they've cast people. Yes. Carrie Elwes. Yes. And oh, Jake was, Busey. I was going to say Gary Busey. No, Jake Busey is joined as well. Um, they've joined the cast of Stranger Things 3 uh, in unknown roles at the moment. I like Carrie Elwes. I like both of them. I like Jake Busey from the 1990s. I mean, he was good in... I believe he was in uh, Starship Troopers. So, I think they're casting... Starship Troopers is a great film. Yeah, well, exactly. They're casting nostalgia. They're casting Princess Bride and Starship Troopers. Robin Hood Men in Tights, mate. Yeah, but also... Great Princess Bride. I say it's better. Robin Hood Men in Tights is better, yeah. What? Yeah. What? Yeah. What? It's been said. Welcome to the real world. By one person ever. Just now. Are you phoning up the Guinness Book of World Records saying the most wrong opinion ever has been registered? Calling the future. (laughs) Calling the future. Calling the future. Don't go and see Triple X4. (laughs) It's got David Healy in it. David Healy. Yes. Uh, Anyway, so um, they've joined in unknown roles. I liked season two. I really did. I thought. Yeah, it was good. I thought it was completely unnecessary, but it was good. It didn't need to have a no, second series. I, I like the fact it did. didn't need the to have a second the series. The series wrapped up really nicely, though. The first series wrapped up pretty nicely, mate. No, it they didn't. put a little stinger in at the end to make you think, like, oh, fucking, I'm gonna spoil. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna spoil Stranger Things one. That maybe the Upside Down came back with him. All right. <laughs> no. If you haven't seen it by now, get with literally the biggest show of the last two years. Which is bigger, that or Game of Thrones? That. You reckon? At the moment, yeah. You reckon? Stranger Things is more of a phenomenon at the moment. I think the Game of Th- Game of Thrones hype. Shout out to Sprite, by the way. Sprite hype. <laughs> uh, the Game of Thrones hype has been and gone, and then sort of it's it's still there. I don't know, but it's it's a residual no, level because I think I'm not hyped about next year's Game of Thrones. Okay, the biggest wrong opinion. I'm more I'm now. more hyped about Stranger Things three, no, even I though I don't want it. The great thing about Game of Thrones is it, it was it's water cooler television, isn't it? It's so Stranger Things though. Yeah, but the thing is, because Stranger Things comes out in a block, mm-hmm. you have to wait till everyone's finished that block. Yeah, but not yeah. everyone has HBO. But some, but some people watch. Some people watch with Sky Atlantic as well, isn't it? Not everyone has Sky TV. Atlantic. Not everyone has Now TV, mate. You might have one of them. You know, what if you <laughs> don't have any and you have to watch it all on a block when you get the DVD box set? Hmm? But my thing is right. Talk your people, way out right. of DVD box sets if you can. <laughs> my point here is. I've snookered him. My point here, right? This hit me out. This is how we do it in Luxembourg. <laughs> Stranger Things comes out, right? I need to go to bed soon, so you need to explain this quick. Stranger Things comes out as all 13 episodes at once. So, I might watch all 13 in the weekend. You might watch one a week. Yes. We can't have a discussion about the penultimate stuff until then. Game of Thrones, people who are big Game of Thrones fans feel like they've missed, they can't not watch that episode as it comes out, Mm -hmm. or within a couple of days of it coming out, because something will be spoiled for them. And it's the surprise of Game of Thrones that comes out, which means there's a lot more hype about it because as soon as Game of Thrones comes back, everyone is talking about it. Yeah, but I'm not. Apart from you. And I'm the one who matters. Mm. I'm a trendsetter and a tastemaker. <laughs> so basically, whatever Just think about this. Tomorrow, everyone's going to be talking about creme caramels. <laughs> this guy was the one who told them about it. <laughs> And everyone's going to be trying to remember what those Onkin yogurts were called because I'm pretty sure they're not called yogs. Okay? Okay. I think I'm right. My point is, 
I don't care about Game of Thrones and I do care about Stranger Things more. My other point is, I still don't think we need Stranger Things 3. My <laughs> other point is, I like Jake Busey and Kerry Ellis. So, it's good news, I guess, but also, hidden amongst bad news. And Robin Hood Men in Tights. No, you're not getting that one under the radar. Underrated. It's not better than Princess Bride. Underrated, mate. Much like a lot of the songs on the Go to Show soundtrack. We're not talking about that ever again, by the way. Uh, well, let's stick with unnecessary sequels. Deadpool 2's director, <laughs> David Leach, is apparently the director who is getting every single job ever now. I'm pretty sure every week we talk about a new film he's doing. Mm-hmm. This week it is... Ready Player One. No. It was something to do with a game. The Division. Tom That's Clancy's The Division. The adaptation of the game that came out last year or 2016 or something. Ago, I think. Uh, the game looked pants, by the way. I'd never played it, no. but that's because I don't play video games. And I don't also... like shooters. I'm bad at them. I'm really bad at them. Have you ever seen me play a shooter? Yes. And can, how bad am I? Can I talk to you one... Uh, no, that's going to take a long time. Doesn't no, matter. what? Come I was on. just going to bring up Splinter Cell for a second there because we were talking about Tom Clancy, but <laughs> no, we, don't, no, feel free. we don't have time to get into Splinter Cell. Uh, well, clearly we so, don't because it took you 16 years to get into it. It's a bad game. But it's not It's not that it's a bad game. It's it that is. you never learned how to get past the tutorial level. It's really hard. And then when we were when we were clearing stuff out because we're moving, you said, I want to keep Splinter Cell to see what the hype's all about. If there's hype that's died down for a single thing, then that beats Game of Thrones and Stranger Things hands down. Because that game is 16 years old and you're only just getting into it. It's a really hard tutorial. Uh, other Deadpool 2 news. Yes. Well, David Leach is directing that, so that's Deadpool yeah, 2 yeah. related. Uh, Josh Brolin has confirmed that there is a four-film arc for Cable. They won't make it to four films. What do you mean? Like, they won't make four more of Deadpool. I don't think he's restricting it to Deadpool, though. Fox have said that he's going to appear in other X-Men properties. Yeah, so, I'd like to see if Fox can get those properties out. I think, well, they're not going to get this deal done with Disney until at least next summer. Yeah. So I think they've got stuff that they want to do, that they want to get on the slate and get a decent amount of time down the line that they have faith in that is more sort of defined in its direction Mm. than the core X-Men films because they are pants. They want to do more of the sort of ones that have something at the heart of them. And I think maybe they're going to put dead, they're going to put cable. I think they're going to make a cable solo. Cable Gambit. I think they're going to maybe put Cable in a Gambit film yep. and then take out Gambit because they're never making a Gambit no. film. Why would they at this point? <laughs> They've proven over all these years they don't need to make one because the time they tried to make Gambit into a film, they turned it into a Wolverine film as well. <laughs> that was originally just a solo Gambit film. Then they said, we need more than 10 minutes of footage. It's like, we need, we need more Wolverine in this. Like, the and then they just rang up Hugh Jackman and went, can you be in a Gambit film and we'll make it called a Wolverine one? It was supposed to be called X-Men Origins, some guy that only Gambit. Andy's heard of. Gambit is really popular. Amongst children of the 90s, yes. Like, but appara- apparently, him. apparently loads of X-Men fans hate him if they Why? didn't, if they weren't fans of the um, animated series. But he was amazing. Yeah, but a lot of people don't like him because... Right, write because in he's on like a postcard... A, Send it to Dinosaur. Apparently, Man. he's like the Jazzy Jeff of. No, uh, he is not. Like he's he's, like, he's featured in some in some episodes of Fresh Prince, but 
No one really likes those episodes. Yeah, the no, only thing he's good for you. is being thrown out of a house by Uncle Phil. You're not just trying and to annoy him. And he goes, Whoa! <laughs> No. Right, I want to know if... Is this true? Yeah. What? I think you're lying. What? Like, the only people from the 90s like Gambit. No, this is this is something I read a lot... Uh, I was about to say a long time ago. A lot about on the internet. That nobody liked... Like, Gambit is a cult favourite, but only with... People who liked the 90s TV show and didn't know anything about X-Men before that. And I'm counting you as one of those because you have I was the, born, X- I was born because in you the have 90s. the X-Men animated series theme tune as your phone's bloody ringtone. <laughs> oh, I you. would love that. <laughs> Don't <laughs> find it now. Don't find it now. You've already sent a text this episode, and yes, it was a lot of fridge freezer, but that's quite enough now, I think. Anyway. Let's move on to one more piece of information that you do want. Mm, no, you don't. <laughs> it's an Elton John biopic. <laughs> but it stars Taron Ed- Egerton. Yeah, that's coming out. Who you like. I thought they announced that ages ago. Uh, it's been greenlit Rocket now. Man. It was never happening until this point. Outrageous. You, you excited to see young Elton played by Taron Egerton? What, is good what in- are we saying? Egerton? Egerton. 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 I'm going to go with Eggsy. Yeah, Isn't it good that he got a part where he didn't have to have a new nickname? Because um. <laughs> I, I firmly believe that's what all the kids at his school call him. Eggsy! And then he was just like, oh, I've got a script here for this. <laughs> it's like it was meant to be. Um, I liked him in Eddie the Eagle where he, like, his ass biopic. Yeah. So. Do you think you're going to like, oh, controversially though, he's playing young Robin Hood in the forthcoming Robin Hood film, mm-hmm. right? Is it going to be better than Robin Hood Men in Tights? No, because that's the best Carrie Elwes. I uh, no, no, second best. Saw is the first. Saw is <laughs> the thing is Saw. I don't even think that Saw is even all that great. I think it's fine, but it's not mm-hmm. great. Just point out Good. there, two thousand and four. Like they Saw. want their opinion pieces back. <laughs> Uh, okay, one final bit of news. Yes. Oh, well, two that are sort of slightly related. Jurassic World's final trailer came out this week. Woo! How did you like it? Do you know how I knew about this? Universal you... tweeted at me directly. Did they? Yeah, yeah. Saying, hey, Andy. It says. Okay. So you've like, registered your interest in this before. Uh, well, I think basically, you know, when they first said the trailer's coming out. Yeah. Um, you tweeted I, about it. He said, I'll reply to this tweet and we'll tell you. Um, and yeah, Universal Pictures tweeted. Andy Hughes ninety, watch the first. Uh, sorry, watch the final trailer for Jurassic World hashtag Fallen Kingdom dinosaur thing in cinemas June sixth. June sixth, birthday treat. Uh, box office now open. JurassicTickets.co.uk. Worst bit of the trailer when Jeff Goldblum says Jurassic World. Best bit of the trailer, plesiosaurs. I think. And we now know a bit more about what the story is. Is Jurassic Part Two? Yeah. As we suspected. <laughs> as we guessed, like, accurately six months ago. Um, but it is directed by J.A. Bayona, so, mm-hmm. yeah. I'm looking forward to this more than I was looking forward to Jurassic World 1, and more than I'm going to be looking forward to Jurassic World 3. I'm looking forward to it. Colin Trevorrow, Trash Man. Book of Henry, Trash Film. And I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it too. I think the trailer looks good. It looks alright. Gives away a little bit too much. I, I think, think I'm going to have... also, I don't believe in Chris Pratt and uh, Bryce Dallas. I think I'm going to have a lot of fun. Yeah, I think you will. 
that's ultimately your biggest problem. There's a really good shot in the trailer where the wave's cresting. And Plesiosaur is in there. Yeah, or whatever it is. And he's under the wave. And it reminded a little bit of the film Meg. (laughs) Yeah, or a little bit of the film uh, The Shallows. Well, is that happening in Shadows? Yep, they've stormed that right out from well, there, mate. There's a wave and there's a shark underneath. And it. you see the silhouette of the shark, yeah. Oh, it's a really nice shot, though. Yeah. I don't care if it's stolen. All I'm saying is, Juan Coyet Sarah did it best. All I'm saying is, I bet the shark wasn't as big as a Mosasaur. No, but it was more of a threat. Because I cared was about, it? Because I cared about was Blake it? I saw, and I also cared about the shark. I saw that creature eat a... Woman who's been carried by basically a flying dinosaur. Mm-hmm. I also saw it eating in the least Rex. satisfying death ever. The, 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 the most grotesque death for a character and who wasn't that bad. Yeah. Where was John Hammond's death? Who says they John Hams? I was like, he was in it. He's the voice of the plesiosaur. <laughs> I'm just going to insist on calling it a plesiosaur, even though it's a mosasaurus. Rex. I think it's a mosasaurus or a mosasaur. I don't know. I think so. All right. Shamuasaurus. Yeah, Shamu. going to call it. Okay. Spielberg's doing a comic book movie and he <laughs> said that they were going to go the way of the Western. Well, yeah, actually, he yeah, said, he, he, I, I believe he called them super... I think he said superhero films would go the way of the Western. So he's mm. sort of covered his ass there because this isn't a superhero film. It's just a comic book It's called book Black film. Hawk. It's about World War II pilots. Yes. But this is going to be after he does Indy 5. So by then, Warner Brothers will probably stop making comic book movies. Probably. And apparently it's going to be potentially a spin-off from Wonder Woman 2. Nice. So, who knows? Let's do reviews. Yes! It's been reviews, a long reviews, old episode. Reviews, reviews. Uh, what have we seen together, Andy? Well, we saw it separately, but we've both seen it, so let's talk about it. I get it. to talk about my boy, JDM. <sighs> okay. Andy, we saw Rampage. Rampage! What, what is your little plot of the film for me? Rampage is a film where... Um, some kind of agents monster. fall from the... Some kind of monster. Metallica. Great song. <laughs> bad song. Real Metallica? bad song. Yes. Yeah, I'm tired um, of monster. Yeah, it sounds like was, James Hatfield, doesn't I it? I thought it was Lordy. No, they did fucking Hard Rock Hallelujah and nothing else. No, they did a whole album. Trust you to know a Eurovision winner's album. They did. Yeah, trust you to know it. They had like... On my iPod, I had like six of their songs... Mm. Um, Tell me more. So, some kind of agent falls down from the sky in these little things. They hit the ground and they explode in animals' faces. Some kind of agent? Yeah, what What would you describe it as? Like, uh, samples. Samples, agents. No, because when you say agents, I think of a person, like a secret <laughs> agent. Or a, no, a, no, a lettings little, agent. Little cubes with gas in them. They hit the ground and they go in the face and one of the animals it hits is a gorilla called George who is best friends with Dwayne The Rock Johnson. In the most realistic friendship I've ever seen. Mate, their their chemistry was incredible. On point. On point. Yeah. Um, and these animals then start to grow to ridiculous size and start becoming hyper-aggressive and get drawn towards San Francisco, is it? Chicago. 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 So close though. Geographically speaking, you're... <laughs> It starts in San Francisco, yeah? The San zoo. Diego. I am so close at all times. Well, San Diego, to be fair, is at least West Coast, yeah? Um, Rather than the Midwest. They start getting drawn towards Chicago, in which they destroy. Yeah. And The Rock has to try and stop this. Yes. So, That's basically the plot. Yeah. I mean, when they get to Akron, Ohio, it gets really interesting. I'm just <laughs> pretending that you said different ones each time, mate. Um, 
Yeah, so Rampage is the loosest adaptation of a video game I think you're going to see. Yeah, because in a video game, isn't it three people turn into yes, three animals? three real life humans turn into get turned into these animals, uh, and then destroy a city. Uh, yep. But and you get points for destroying stuff. Yeah, and it is the it is the video game adaptation that bears the least resemblance to it since uh, Uwe Boll's House of the Dead, because <laughs> that film is set on an island with a rave sponsored by Sega. So explain to me what is going on there. <laughs> Um, uh, I will also put together a case for Uwe Boll's House of the Dead being the worst film ever made. Should <laughs> we do a rampage though? Yeah. So, what do you think? Like, it's good. It's well, it's well made, well put together. It's dumb popcorn fun, mm-hmm. but that's fine. Uh, that's all it's meant to be. It's not trying to. It's not trying to sort of uh, sell itself as being. Um, you know, it's not going to go for Oscar glory no. or anything. Um, the but CGI was surprising. The good. CGI is very good in it. Uh, the mocap stuff is very good. Uh, I believed in Dwayne Johnson being best friends with uh, believe, Albino Gorilla. I believe he could fist bump a gorilla. Yeah. So I'm I'm borderline impressed with the fact that I actually sort of came away from it going. I didn't think you would like this. But I did like it. And if I had seen it before you had been to see it, mm. and I already knew that you you liked it when you came out, if I'd seen it first, I would have come out going, I don't think you would like it. Because it is quite, as you might say, crashing bashy towards the end. Uh, yeah, but be... I think it benefits from having a first third that is not crashy bashy at all. And actually mm. spends time setting stuff up with characters. It's a really good scene in the forest. Yeah, the, like the wolf scene in the forest is good. I really like that. It's good. But the problem is, the problem I have with this film, I really enjoyed it. My problem is, it seemed like there were like three different tones of film going on around about the same time. Mm. You kind of had this, um, that was quite dark. But that was, was the quite, only one it, scene that had quite, that. But it was quite predatorish, yeah. in a sense. And I was like, imagine the whole film was like this. I don't think it could have been. You but, can't make but, that. But like, imagine that, it was. Right. like. Um, then there was the quite outrageous that action scenes and stuff like that. And then you have like this farcical, like the main villains of the piece mm. are quite farcical. Yes. And they're almost a completely different film altogether. Yeah. Um, and it's this real weird mix of tones that seem to kind of all smash into one. Yeah. And at times I think it does get muddled that way. You know, it's it's hard to follow what... Not hard to follow. It's hard to understand what you're actually watching. Yeah. Because I think the, set, the first half of the film at times can drag because of that. Mm. Because you have these scenes that are quite punchy and quite, you know, quite entertaining. Followed by a scene where you're like, I'm waiting for this to get going again. Yeah. Um, Dwayne Johnson's great. Yeah. He's got his normal charismatic self. Um, Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Very good as being Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Yeah, absolutely loved it. Um, I, I, I wish we had more of him. But I also, thought there was plenty also, of him. I think we had enough to satisfy my... I think any more of him and it would just got preposterous because he's the most ridiculous character in yeah, the whole film. Even more ridiculous than fucking Pinky and Perky or whoever. <laughs> the fucking brother and sister hench people or whatever. I'm um, just, just happy to see him, to be honest. Yeah, he's very good. Like, I kind of think maybe he could have done Dwayne Johnson's part. Mm. I think maybe he could have been the albino gorilla. Well, this explains so much about Brad Payton. What? Sorry, I've just been going through Brad Payton, the director's um, filmography. Turns out he's directed... Uh, he did some weird stuff, didn't he? Well, like some... 
So he did um, Cats and Dogs 2. Yes. The Revenge of Something. Kitty Galore. Yeah, if you want. He did San Andreas, obviously, your best film of whenever. Me and my dad enjoyed it. Um, but importantly, uh, the thing that he did that is absolutely shocking. Yeah. Uh, oh, what is it? No, you're not going to be thinking of the same thing. I might be. Four episodes. No, you've never heard of this series, yeah. believe me. Of Republic of Doyle. Now, for people who don't know what Republic of Doyle is... Me, sir. Um, so, Republic of Doyle is like a... Like a private eye show mm-hmm. set in Newfoundland, Canada, and it is probably the most fucking horseshit program I have ever seen. Um, it's it's basically created, produced, and written and starring one guy, Brad Payton, um, and it is pants. Uh, but he directed four episodes of it. It's my stepdad's uh, guilty, <laughs> not even that guilty. Quite proud. Yeah, but he pleasure. likes a lot of stuff like that. Yeah, he likes he likes procedurals quite a lot. It's about I can't say anything. I love Criminal Minds. I love a good procedure. Actually, yes, I true. do love a good procedural. You also uh, love a bad procedural, as yeah, evidenced by Criminal Minds. The fuck, it's not a good program. Um, <laughs> it's not smart. It just says a philosopher once said, and they're on a plane when they say it. <laughs> but uh, as far as Rampage goes, yeah, a lot of fun. Like, I actually really. Yeah, so I, big, wasn't, I wasn't expecting much from it. Big and loud, but kind of good, big and loud. Yeah, and I think than... I think there are problems, and there are people who are going to really, really hate on this. I think it's not well liked. I uh, have to say, you know. But I think if you go in there and you just kind of you're not going for anything serious. We talked about this before about fluff films. Mm. I feel so you could go in and you just kind of switch yourself off and kind of experience the film as as it is. You know, movies are a form of a form of entertainment. You know, some films can be art. Mm. But films as a whole, I think, are entertainment. They're there to entertain. Mm-hmm. And I think if you go in there with that mindset, this film does entertain. Well, your best place to say this, because you've seen both of these films, mm-hmm. put this up alongside Pacific Rim Uprising and watch the difference. This is this is a million times better because... No, but, yeah, so if it's I more was, fun. If I was being specific, yes. It's more fun. The okay. thing about Pacific Rim is... it. It takes itself too serious. I said this at the time, it doesn't have the same sensibilities that Guillermo del Toro brought to it. Mm-hmm. Well, this, I think, is fun at times. It knows what it is. Yeah. It knows that basically, yeah, these are giant creatures and some of them have abilities that those creatures don't normally have, like the wolf can fly. Yeah. Um, as you have seen in the trailers. You know. Although, notice that the gorilla doesn't really get anything new. It just gets bigger. Um, what else do you need? Because if you if you give the gorilla other things, then it becomes less like the character you've already seen it be in that first third of the movie. So it becomes slightly. Yeah, uh, I will say that for that opening sequence in the um, spaceship. Yeah, it's actually quite well shot. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's no gravity, but it's still like pretty no, good. Yeah, um, and it's quite tense actually. I was sitting there going, "Where's this giant fucking monster going to pop out and get?" <laughs> But basically, so, yeah, I'd recommend it. Oh, I yeah, know. yeah, I think it's good. If, you, if you're if you in the mood for that sort of thing. Yeah, I'll hurry up. Don't worry, mate. <laughs> I just got a phone call that I'm going to have to take at some point. So You have to take it in 10 so to 15 that's, minutes. That's what I'm saying. You know, I would recommend it. Listen, we're very busy. We said this isn't the week where we're busiest, but actually... I'm very busy. See, the thing is, I can leave my phone off of airplane. I've got a vast because, business empire because going on. Because I know that no one ever contacts me. 
you always get calls at weird times. Listen, my dad needs to speak to me, man. He always calls you at 10 o'clock. What's wrong with the boy? I don't know why. All right. He's, he's got it in his head, but he loves to call me at 10. All right. right. Ghost stories, let's go. Hang on, do you want to step out of the room and I'll just do this on my own? No, no, we got this. We got this. I've messaged, I said, I'll call him in five minutes. All right, seven. Okay, so Ghost Stories is the uh, film adaptation of the stage play by Jeremy Dyson and Andy Nyman. Um, It's it's been rumoured for a while and it came out finally. Um, It's very good. Mm -hmm. Horror um, sort of anthology film. Uh, And you follow, uh, we're following uh, Professor Goodman. Uh, who is a sort of sceptic, a debunker of psychics and sort of things that go bump in the night and all the sort of supernatural stuff in the world. Uh, And he's basically tasked with disproving three cases that had never been able to be disproved by a rival, well, by his idol, basically. Yeah. And um, we follow him exploring and sort of investigating these cases. So you see them play out as they're being told to him, and you see him in between sort of covering the stories. Uh-huh. Uh, it's a very good adaptation, I have to say. It's it's not true to the stage play in all respects, but it couldn't, it, you know, you can't do it exactly as, as staged. Um, but it's a very good... Um, yeah, it's a very good adaptation that manages to create a real sense of dread throughout. It's spooky, it's scary... It's jump scary at times, but in that sort of um, very eerie way, I think, sometimes. Yeah. There's there's a few that are sort of fake-out ones that I don't care for so much. But <laughs> um, other than that, it's, you know, it's it's good fun. It's probably, if, you're, if you've seen A Quiet Place and sort of felt, oh, this is a good level of dread, yeah. this is probably the next level of dread up, I would say. I'm going to see Quiet Place next week. You will probably enjoy it, I I'll think. I'll let you know. Uh, you wouldn't enjoy Ghost Stories. I'm seeing stories. it the same day that I'm seeing Avengers Infinity War, so what a day that is. Yeah, and I'm not seeing Avengers Infinity War ever, apparently. Okay. Yeah, I'm too busy. Um, so, yeah, I would recommend it. It's very good. It's, uh, so far, probably the best horror film of the year that I've seen, but it's because I've only seen two horror films yeah, this year, I think. Quiet Place, yeah. Um, so, yes, I would recommend it for fans of uh, the stage play. It, it has some of the... Uh, if you know nothing about stage play, does it still work? Yeah, absolutely. I think so. Yes. In fact, it probably works better. Yeah, because you don't know what to expect. Yeah, exactly. Um, you, you don't know you've the twist the, ending. You've seen the... Yeah, so you don't know what the sort of big reveal Look is. Me, I'm so cultured. I've, you know all these I have plays. been to the theatre. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I also wrote to a yoghurt company. <laughs> so that is a different type of culture. Because it's culture, you know, yoghurt culture. No. It's a very good biology joke. I imagine it is. Luxembourg are shitting themselves <laughs> right now because they love yogurt jokes. Uh, so yes, I would recommend if no you, you said are you were going to mention Luxembourg today. I didn't realize you were going to mention it so much. I didn't know that either. Go and see it. It's very warm. Have fun. Right it's now. it's been a hot day. Twenty eight degrees in some places in the UK. That is too hot. I think that place is this living room. Yes, I think it's hotter than that in here actually. Uh, <laughs> I just did my impression of it is Wednesday, my dudes. Uh, like that. Okay, guys, that's all we have time for this week. Next week, Andy will have seen Avengers. Yeah, I'll have seen Avengers. I might have, but I've, I've also been in Italy, so I don't know. Yes, so maybe next week will be. Maybe I see it. 
in Italian. Next week, maybe an Alexmas episode. It depends. I don't know. Fuck when, you. I don't know when you're back. You can't record if I take my laptop with me. <laughs> Coward. Uh, I'm back on know. Saturday evening. Oh, okay, maybe. I believe. So probably I'll, I'll see you on Sunday. Maybe you'll be here. Okay, guys. Avengers soon. It'll probably be big, loud, crashy, bashy. But will it be as good as Rampage? That's the real question. But as always, you can find out on next week's episode of this, the Dinosaur Man Nerdcast. <laughs> 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 Where can they find us? <laughs> Brought to you in Panavision. Okay, you can find us on Facebook and on Twitter at DinosaurMan15 on Twitter. Everywhere else with the Dinosaur Man Nerdcast. Find us, rate us, subscribe. Give us a five star. Thanks to everyone who's done that so far on iTunes. I love You're you. You're all lovely motherfuckers. I was about to say a different <laughs> word that was ruder than that, but in a respectful way. Andrew, you did the theme song. Kind of. You kind did of. the lyrics. I sang. You did the cowardly lyrics, but that tune, that sweet, sweet tune was done by John Williams. Wow, wow, wow. Writing under the pseudonym of Johnny Needs. <laughs> anyway, you hosted. Thank you. You Again, been... I don't think I can let you have hosting. You've been here. I've been the driving force of this podcast for And until years next now. time. Stuff up your bum holes, guys. <laughs> God loves us all. Remember that. <laughs>